Welcome to A Jolt of Joy. In this Bible study, we're learning how to become a defiantly joyful Christian. We are being taught by opening up the Word of God exactly how to embrace and then exhibit this miraculous gift of abundant living at its finest. The gift is joy, and it's for you today. I'm Carol McLeod, and it's my delight to share the Word of God with you every day on the Charisma Podcast Network. So many people falsely believe that they are immune to joy. They believe that God indeed does have joy, but it's for everybody else and not for them. They believe that their lives have been so hard, so tragic, so difficult, that there's no way that joy will ever invade their lives. Well, my friend, I've got a scripture for you today. This is what Psalm 126 Verse 5 tells us, those who sow in tears will reap with joyful shouting. Do you see what this verse says? If you've cried bucket loads, if you've sown in tears through tragedy and sorrow and disappointment, you, my friend, have the greatest capacity for joy. If you spent the first part of your life just crying, I want to tell you, God wants you to start joyfully shouting today. One of the miraculous things about joy is that it's really not attached to our circumstances, but it's attached to the presence of the Lord. And because he has promised never to leave us or forsake us, because the Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God, that means that nothing can separate us from the joy of the Lord. Last time we were together, we studied in James chapter one. We looked at verses two and three. Consider it all joy, my brethren, whenever you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So James and the Holy Spirit are in agreement in this verse. James and the Holy Spirit say, chalk it up to joy. Whenever a trial invades your life, start shouting. Start counting it as an opportunity to experience and to exhibit the joy of the Lord. And this verse says, count it all joy. It's not 50% joy and 50% drama. It's not 75% joy and 25% tears. Oh no, it's 100% pure and genuine joy. And this verse says, whenever, not if, but whenever, because we're all going to face trials this side of heaven. So, Let me read it to you again. Consider it all joy, my brethren, whenever you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Do you know what happens when you hit a trial? You are about to hit a growth spurt. Your roots are about to nestle down more deeply into your faith. You will no longer be a mini Christian, but you are about to experience heroic change and an otherwise common life. You know, most people rejoice when they're not going through trials. Most people rejoice when their bills are paid, when they get a good doctor's report, or when they know they're going to get a tax refund this year. But James demands of us. It's a new Testament 
commandment. Consider it pure joy in the very face of trials because you are about to have an extreme makeover in your life. Now, what James is not saying is this. He's not saying pretend to be happy because pretense gets you absolutely nowhere. Rejoicing goes way way beyond happy. Why settle for happy when you can experience the joy of his presence? You know, joy is God-oriented. Happiness is self-oriented or circumstance-oriented. Who couldn't be happy in Hawaii? Who couldn't be happy living in the home of their dreams? But James and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ himself says that as a believer, you can have joy in the very worst moments of life because you're never separated from him because nothing has the power to take you out of his presence where there is always fullness of joy. That's why I believe you need to spend some time in a trial or in prison or in the fires of life to experience what I call defiant joy. You know, we've been studying Paul and Silas in the prison at the midnight hour, and they didn't like their circumstances, I'm sure. It smelled like urine and vomit. It was so black, they couldn't see the hand in front of their faces. They had been beat up beyond recognition. Their clothes had been ripped from them. But then these two extraordinary men broke out in joyful singing at the midnight hour. Joy is honest. It might say, I hate the smell of this prison, but I love the praise and worship music that they play here. Joy is genuine. It is not fake. Joy reports the food is lousy, the rats are unfriendly, and this is no five-star resort. But nothing can separate me from the love of God. Joy is purposeful. Joy acknowledges there is only one way out of this place, and it's not self-pity. Self-pity is not the way out. Depression is not the way out of my prison. Joy is the only way out, and I intend to take the joy ride of my life. Well, let's talk about the book of Philippians. Philippians is one of the shortest epistles in the entire Bible. Paul wrote it from a prison cell in the murky light of a window. Now, certainly a man in the cesspool of life gets to write a letter of complaint to the management. Certainly a man with chains on his arms and on his legs gets to vent his emotions and tell his side of the story at least one time. Certainly, if anybody complained, Paul would have a reason to complain. Certainly, Paul had the right to be real and share his disappointment with God and with life and with the hand that he had been dealt. In one of the shortest epistles, Philippians, Paul uses the word joy or rejoicing no less than 14 times. How many times have you said the word joy today? How many times have you used the word rejoicing this week or this year? How many times have you chosen joy over your circumstances? You know, we think a blip 
of joy on the radar screen of our life is worth a standing ovation. We break our arms, patting ourselves on the back when we sing, even though we had a miserable spat with our spouse on the way to church. The joy that comes from being a Christian is pervasive. Nothing is too hard for it to break through. The joy that comes from knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior is perpetual. It never, ever stops. The joy that comes from His presence is a purposeful joy because joy will always lock arms with a believer and march the believer into their divine destiny and Christ. Now, let me share with you a verse from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, and then we'll go back to Philippians. Isaiah 53, 4 says that he took our sorrows and our griefs to the cross. This is a prophetic scripture. It's talking about the Messiah when the Messiah would come. And Isaiah prophesies that the Messiah would take our griefs and our sorrows to the cross. This is an incredible piece of information for you. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, not only did he take your sins there and forgive you for your sins when he was crucified, but he took your sorrows and your griefs to the cross. If I were you, I wouldn't settle for anything less than joy. You owe it to yourself and to your family and to the price that Jesus Christ paid for you to live a lifestyle of defiant joy. Let's go back to Paul and visit him while he was in this prison. Philippians 4.4, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I will say rejoice. Well, what strange advice written by a man in prison? You know what I learned from this verse? Our inner attitudes do not have to reflect our outward circumstances. Oh, that's so good. Let me say it again. Our inner attitudes do not have to reflect our outward circumstances. You know, it is easy to get discouraged about unpleasant circumstances, and it's also easy to take insignificant events in life too serious. You see, there will always be events that will cause you to be unhappy. There will always be events that will cause you to be unproductive or weak emotionally, but there should never be any event in your life that causes you to stop rejoicing or that steals your joy. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I will say rejoice. Now, this is only possible in the Lord, because there is very little joy in circumstances, but all the joy you need this side of heaven is found in in the Lord. Your joy is a result of a vertical point of view of looking straight up into the face of God. If you're looking horizontally at your life, at your situations, at your relationships, you might see a dry and barren wasteland of existence 
as far as the eye can see. But if you look vertically into the face of God and you see his love and his peace and his goodness, your life will be one grand symphony of joy. If you can live a vertical life rather than a horizontal existence, you won't have time to complain because you will be so consumed with the joy of his presence. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.